Hello and welcome to the Super Show a podcast. Hey, it's good to see you or um, the reverse of listen to you. I don't know. It, it's late and uh, we're a day late with the podcast. But hey, there you go. I am joined today by the effervescent Alex Jones and the uh, bubbly Jamie MC. How you doing, fellas? Does, doesn't those mean the same thing? Yeah, I know, but I can't, bubbly. You can't say you're both effervescent because then that's just like... Jamie is a bath bomb and I am an Alka-Seltzer. Mm. So, so the one tickles you your throat the and the other one tickles your arsehole. I like it. Mm. Speaking of effervescent and bubbly, I've yeah. got a monster energy drink, which is technically both. And I wouldn't have known I could use either of those words until just... I didn't know what effervescent meant. I thought it was a band. Wake me up, wake me up. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Nice, I like it. Well, Good. fellas, it's it's another week, another podcast. Uh, do you know what episode number this is? One hundred and fifty. Fifty-five? Four? Is it? No, no six. Is it, it one fifty-six? Please don't tell me it's one fifty-six, because that means we forgot it was the three years. That would it mean... Be, no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not one fifty-six. No, it's, it's one fifty-five, mate. Okay. One fifty-five. It's not one fifty-four. One fifty-four was last week. Whatever. Numbers. Jesus Christ. Numbers, how do oh, they work? Are we anyway. going to do something for 156 or is that like, because it wouldn't actually be an exact three years because, you know, we've, oh, you know, we've, we've, we've passed a little bit here and there. Yeah, we've definitely passed three years in terms of like actual time. Um, but it's a nice like number as uh, if you had to watch our podcast each week, then it, we would be three years. So uh, I don't know. It, it would be good to do something. But then again, Jamie has begged us to let uh, AI replace us for a week so maybe we'll do that yes an a- i just an discovered ai, AI. Oh, vtubers yeah the super show brought to you by chat gpt right fellas we are a gaming podcast we don't take ourselves too seriously and uh we have generated this through ai so if it sounds a little bit skew or a little bit wonky don't blame us blame the fucking simulation um we are we're available uh, on all major podcasting platforms of your choice if you'd like the Audible version. I'm talking about Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, probably Audible as well. And uh, if you'd like to see our beautiful faces looking uh, very beautiful and effervescent and bubbly and uh, just me um, as the third one, you know, the the ugly sister in the back, then uh, head on over to YouTube uh, where you can see us at uh, youtube.com forward slash supershowpod. Um, right, fellas, we're also available. Paisley Radio, Thursdays, 10 p.m. Repeats on Monday if you want that kind of like pseudo radio, can't forward it, but because of the internet, you can pause it and then just play it. And then uh, you can also just catch it again or you can just, just, just get us wherever you want to consume us, is what I'm trying to say. Fellas, it's been a hot minute. Uh, a few things have happened while we have been away. And we're going to talk about some of them. Some call it gaming news. And if you'll indulge me, I'd like to start this off with something that doesn't exist. A little bit of nothing. All right. A little bit of a, like a feathers in the wind. Okay. Just, um, you know, in like a really sunny day and you're looking through the windows and the sun's like beating down and there's those like little fucking dust fairy bullshit there. Imagine that, but as the equivalent of a game, it doesn't fucking exist. Yes. I am of course talking about abandoned. Yes. Abandoned. Also known as the day before which is not not the same game, but at, at this point, they fucking might as well be. Um, no, the day before, it was a zombie shooter MMO. Uh, I believe it was third person, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, mm. a trailer 
was revealed way back in 2021 and it, it looked pretty good. It had a lot of people hyped. It seemed to be scratching that Daisy itch if, um, you know, if Daisy had kind of continued and updated and modernized with the times, this is probably what it could have looked like. Uh, emphasis on the could, fellas, because again, uh, caveat, yeah, it doesn't fucking exist. Anyway, uh, a lot's been happening. Fellas, have you have you guys? It looked heard? a bit days gone, didn't it? I thought it looked a bit days gone, a bit daisy. It was definitely trying to ride that kind of grungy, post-apocalyptic zombie kind of aesthetic that was going on at the time. Yeah, I um, think I think the fact that it's an MMO and there was like these kind of survival elements to it did kind of skew more towards daisy. But yeah, I, I could get the days gone kind of feel to it. Um, but yeah, did you guys like see this at all? I mean, it was it was propelled to the top of Steam's most wishlisted game. Uh, even now, I, I believe it's like right fucking up there. Yeah, um, I think it's like one or two, right? I think it's been one, number one at certain points and it's like number two recently. Yeah, it's probably um, knocked off by fucking Hogwarts. To, sorry, yeah, can I interject? Yeah. Did you see that the um, Steam like sales rankings for this week came out, including like Hi-Fi Rush and Dead Space and Forspoken and like Hogwarts Legacy was still the number one selling piece of software on all of Steam. Dude, that's like, not surprising at all, though, is it? Like, it's, know, it's the three it's the, major the, new releases, and it couldn't dethrone a, a pre-order. But I, I think that's be, for, I, for me. It's like some games transcend gaming, and I think Hogwarts yeah. Legacy is that. There's, there's not, there's, there's shit tons of non-gamers who would never yeah. buy anything else. But like, I want to be a wizard, Harry, and then they're just going on there and like pre-order. But do you reckon it's I because mean, there just hasn't really been like a Harry Potter game in such a long time? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think that's exactly why. And personally. long enough that like. Harry Potter fans circa fucking 15 years ago and Harry Potter fans circa two years ago are all kind of caught up in the same spell, if you see oh. what I did there. Because, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm 29 and I was, and I'm like young, I was young enough to re- read some of Harry Potter when I was still in school when you had to get pulled out of classes and have like separate reading lessons to make sure you were reading books. Like, so it was, wow, you know, that's the thing. That's weird. Yeah, it was like a weird thing where like they had to make sure you were reading, but like it's like a weird. Was that in your? That was in your your special needs class, right? Yeah, I, they had to put a ruler under every single line, and I would run my finger across like syllable yeah. by syllable, and um, say it again. Break words down. Dog. The for um. But to answer your original question, Chris, this was one of those games I largely knew about because. It felt like, you know, there's a cycle sometimes where a game like this comes along, has a very shiny looking trailer, and it's not necessarily about whether or not you see that trailer. It's about whether or not you see seemingly quite niche YouTubers who somehow also have a million subscribers making really Mm. in-depth breakdowns of those trailers and talk and like decide they're going to devote their channel to that video game. And I watched a few of those like probably a year or so ago and just looked at everything I was seeing and just said, this ain't real. (laughs) <laughs> like we don't have to stretch that. Like you can see what established game developers with thousands of uh, employees uh, are making when they spend tens, if not hundreds, of millions of dollars. You know what it looks like because those games come out every week. This ain't real. That yeah. was my my gut impression. Well, yeah, th- there's there's a few things, right? Because uh, on the one hand, you could say, look, it, it could be real. Okay. Sure. Like you, you look at there's a game being developed called Bright. It was Bright Memory Infinite, which is made mm. by that like one dude, and the it's FPS. like an Xbox exclusive. Yeah, the FPS game, and it 
that looks sick. Like it, it looks good. It seems like it plays nicely. It's not necessarily promising the world in terms of what it does. But an MMO is a bit of a different beast altogether. But I think yep. the idea that it's like, is, is it like two like Russian developers? Should be a fucking red flag to begin with. Um, but there's just been a whole bunch of kind of weird shit going on with this with this game release. So let me break it down for you fellas, okay? So like I said, it was revealed way back in 2021, like so fucking long ago, um, with a pretty striking trailer. Obviously, it propelled it to the top of Steam's most wishlisted. Then... Uh, its initial release date of June 2022 was delayed by a year when the developers, I need to get this right, FNTastic, like Fnatastic? Fantastic. Functiontastic? Who knows? Um, anyway, they suddenly announced that they were switching development uh, to Unreal Engine 5 less than a month before its planned arrival. Now, fellas, which is madness. Like to say to be like, oh, it's coming out, you know, and then switch engines. That's, that's yeah. Bad. Well, I, I think when when this announcement came out, like people were already on the kind of like skeptical train, as it were, right? Uh, totally. Except they were still like, you know, in in coach, they were like, you know, lower class. <laughs> They're still there. They're like, yeah, you know, maybe it was still, we're still on this fucking train. Um, and as things kind of progressed, like the skepticism train just went all the way up to fucking first class, and we're getting fucking the caviar of skepticism with what's happening with this game. So earlier this week, just two months to go before its revised launch date, the developer pulled the game's Steam listing and announced yet another delay, pushing it further back nine months. Okay. Um, okay, you know, fair enough. We've we've. It's not the first time we've seen delays, multiple delays per project even, uh, not only in the like indie space, which I guess this would fall under, but also the AAA space. But the... The unique thing about this one, fellas, is the reason that the devs gave for this delay was the fact that they accidentally forgot to register the trademark for the name of this game. And someone else, it's a Korean guy, I can't remember his name now, uh, but he swooped in and, um, yeah, registered the trademark, which means that it cannot be on Steam anymore, and so they had to pull it. So... You know. The things with this that sound weird. So I, I re- I'm sure I read that after this all came out that um, they then said it wasn't because of the trademark why we delayed it. This it's not we had already planned to delay it before the trademark issue was a thing. And the other weird thing is I'm pretty sure that even if some rando goes and registers a trademark, <laughs> you don't just get a trademark. Like you need to show that you've been using it. You need to show why you want it. Because the whole point is to stop people from doing the kind of dodgy shit whereby you just go out there and yeah. you buy Coke Zero Two. And then they go, you can't buy that. You've got to show that you have a fucking product. Mm. Yeah, but Jonesy, so it, it all sounds really weird. Here's the other thing. Just change the fucking name and release the game and start making money. Right? But, okay, but then, yeah, you'd think so. Yeah, but you can't do that unless you, change, unless, you, unless you don't have a product, right? Change it from the day before to the day after, which actually makes more sense for a post-apocalyptic video game. <laughs> because the day before yeah. anything happens, nothing's happened yet. Just a little... Uh, Sort of piece of information. Ah, but you see, that's that's a, a a cheeky wink and a nod by the dev saying it'll never happen. Because if, yeah, you're, but, always, if you're always, if you're Jamie, if you're always waiting for the day before to arrive, it's never going to arrive. Chris, get Jake Gyllenhaal on the phone and pitch him a, a sequel called "The Day Before." No, the day before today, instead of the day after yet yeah, tomorrow. tomorrow. Because the day before today was yesterday, and you already know what happened because it's yeah. been and gone. Exactly. So they, Jamie's nailed it. They should have just changed it to the day after. That makes so much more sense. 
Yeah, but like I said, like, you, you can't fucking change the name of the game. If they change the name of the game and then they have to release the game and then they need a game to release, they don't have a fucking game. This game doesn't exist. It is vaporware. I, does ex- I, I don't think it's fake. I don't think it's vaporware. I think the game exists. We have numerous times now seen uh, devs go to game shows or just like release their own stuff where they release a vertical slice of something which doesn't exist that they've had their art department draw up this is kind of what we want to do for this and then they put this out and it looks fucking amazing and then they realize it's actually a lot harder to make that thing than you thought it was and then they have to keep kicking it down the road that's not to say it doesn't exist that's to say they just had no idea on the production schedule and they were completely wrong i don't think this is an abandoned situation where it's like a non-existent product and 8K yeah. textures and shit. I yeah, just think you, this is- you see, with with the abandoned thing, I kind of think that it was um, fraud. Was essentially, it the, was it the but, last night? Was that the the one the most? Recent oh yeah, the the pixel one, which is kind of a similar kind of thing, I reckon, to this. Mm. I no, see, Sorry, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't the last night looks far more achievable than what this is going for. Like this is presenting a, a like a world with a clarity and a density that like. To go back to my previous point, that current AAA video game productions are not matching, and they're doing it with a, a team that's a fraction of the size, a fraction of the experience, a fraction of the budget, and it's an MMO at the same time. And I think we all kind of love to buy into these. Um, I, I hate to call them a fairy tale, but that's that's kind of what it feels like. We all love to believe that someone will come along and just turn the games industry on its head and say, "Actually, this is possible if you're not a cuck." Um, but like no one, like it hasn't been proven possible yet. And for as much as we all like to slag off the bar that AAA game studios and some of the biggest publishers around the world continue to reach, that the bar's there for a reason, and it has never moved for a reason. And even to kind of pick up on sort of something you were talking about there, Jonesy, this idea that, and it's definitely a fantastic point that with the sort of like the more widespread availability of really advanced and technically uh, like astonishing engines like unreal engine 5 for example it's so much easier for people to say like download the city from that matrix demo put a superman model in there and all of a sudden you know you've got you know 10 billion views on facebook where people share before they understand what the fuck's going on but when you look at projects that have been had a bit of that about them but have actually become real like for example black myth wukong which everyone looked at was like how's this possible how does it look so good how's it being made by one person Black Myth Wukong was uh, around or was like first seen in a pre-alpha state, mind you, a year before the day before was even on the scene. And even now, as of the time of recording, the developers think Black Myth Wukong is at least 18 months to two years away. So, yeah, like, I remember looking that up at the time. Yeah, I think that's an example of a game that might have started like this, but became real. Like when you when you think you're when you're telling the world you're going to launch a game in March and all of a sudden you like pull a nine month delay out of your ass when you like there's nothing about this that it, if it is real it's not the way you go about communicating that with the world i think what i meant by uh, saying it reminds me of the last night is you make a, tra- a vertical slice trailer of this is our intention and then, then communicate you, that go to publishers then you get in, ask and then for you money. get into the reality of the of developing it and you go holy shit we can't do this and I think that's what happened. Same with last night was they went and they said, even them is like, to be fair to exactly what you're saying, even as like a much more sort of doable project, they found that really difficult and they couldn't achieve like, you know, in the time frame they were thinking for last night to make that. The idea that these guys are going to come out and make something more impressive than like any AAA game you've ever seen is even more fanciful. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 it's more like, um, uh, shit. 
Cloud Imperium games, or, you know. <laughs> oh, Star uh, Citizen. S- Star Citizen. You've got to wait for the entirety of the technology of the industry to, to catch, catch up with what you've <laughs> said you'll do. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. Um, it's interesting, Jamie, what you're saying about the um, the ability to open up Unreal Engine Five, and it's never been easier to kind of just make shit look good. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that people kind of like um, dissected from the previous gameplay was there was a section where they were going through a um, uh, a petrol station, and what? people on the internet, internet sleuths, Detective Pikachu's out there, they put on their their um deer stalker hats little monocle and they went hunting for clues and it turns out that that petrol station strikes a uh eerie resemblance to a petrol station featured in life is strange oh weird. like okay. down to like the interior of the like convenience shop and the materials used therein so like it could be that they've just fucking managed to rip that scene just rebuild it in in the, you know, just give it a bit of a fidelity bump. Why would you do that? That's Why so would weird. you do that? Because you need something to show up so that you can get some investment. Right. No, but I'm saying why would, it seems weird to even do that. It seems you might as and I suppose, yeah, no, maybe you're right. It's easier to copy something else than it is to come out of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, a, the big developers are not, uh, they're not, as, uh, what's the word? Like then they're, they're not, um, it's not, they've never done this. I mean, we all remember the first time we saw the Division trailer. Oh yeah, oh, like, he could push the door. Could still push the but, door in the game, but, 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 but the, the glass, the glass getting shot through, and then the little things of glass were like breaking and falling, and we're uh, like, sure. <gasps> Ubisoft between the division and Watch Dogs and a few other examples had a really bad patch there of letting the gap between the vertical slices they presented for games at E3, especially, and the final products. That gulf became too big. But Ubisoft are also like um, a large and somewhat reputable company that have been publishing. Uh, and developing video games for decades um and they got somewhere near and, as well with the division they got somewhere near to what they presented yeah, division was and, always and a good looking game the, pro- yeah. the product yeah and like i i and i think like chris pointed out there like the, I, for me this stinks of something that probably is all about investment because i think as soon as this becomes a tangible product that hits the market if it ever does which i i have my doubts <laughs> um then I don't think that's where you, the money is to be made. I think the money is to be made by fleecing people in to continue. Like, I hope for the sake of any sort of like angel investors out there that no one's been conned by this so far. Um, but like, what, you what mentioned- pre-orders available on this? No, just wish list from what I understand. So, so no money it was involved from fans or anything. But you could, you would imagine that if something was wish list. So, I mean, you guys must have stuff on your Steam wish list, and whenever it becomes available, you get a notification. Not yeah. only do I get a fucking email notification on my phone, I also get my Steam notification on my phone at the exact same time saying, hey, this game is available or this game is on sale, go check it out. And then you wouldn't think it would be that difficult for them to just fucking out, even if they just launch a broken fucking game, they could still make money from it. But then, I don't know. I, th- it, it, I it's, think... It, it, it's such a weird one, right? Because on the one hand, if they don't have a product and they just want to walk away, it's very easy for them to say, no, we're abandoning the project. Don't have to go into detail. You say, sorry, fellas, it's not happening. And just walk away from it. Like, no harm, no foul, right? But by continuing to kind of push these goalposts further and further, they, they're kind of starting this long con, which is yeah. very much like abandoned it. it. It's something we saw quite a lot in, in the crypto world, right? With With certain cryptocurrencies and and nfts especially is like 
the the second people realize that there's nothing at the center of all of this, <laughs> it all collapses. But for as long as you keep up some kind of illusion that there's some kind of perceived value, then the money keeps coming in. Like, and that's the same here. As soon as a video game comes out, it's over. Like, yeah. even if you make a good video game, as soon as it's out, it's over. The longer you keep people believing there's a video game when in fact there isn't, the more, you know, you're making money for old rope. Yeah. Um, can I ask you guys a question? What do you think the chances are that the third party who bought the trademark, which apparently, you know, they said caused the delay, is actually uh, a member of the uh, fantastic team <laughs> who uh, was sent out to do this. I think I think I think people have kind of looked into it, and there doesn't seem to be any link between that um, uh, trademark application and then anyone at the company. But mate, you, but you never know anyone to do anything on Fiverr now. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> I love that on Fiverr. Could you just trademark this game and delay it? Um, uh, get Chat GPT on the case. You know what is interesting though? I, I genuinely think, and this is this is what's most baffling about it. I genuinely think that if they released the game today and it didn't look anywhere near what it looked like in the trailer, but it did fulfill on the promises of what the gameplay would be, I think they'd be fine. And I think that'd sell really well. Like I'm thinking of games like um, PUBG, Escape from Tarkov. Like those games uh, have like robust systems, right? Mm. And they, they are... Yeah in many respects genre defining but you know they don't necessarily they're not necessarily the prettiest games to look at you know and even isn't that the thing though is like we're reliant we're we're sort of saying why they could have just made a really robust game like but maybe they don't even have the ability to do that well so 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 this is the one thing i've got to say in, in their defense is if you are trying to stand out in uh, you know, excuse, excuse the terminology, wink, wink, a horde of games about zombies out there. How are you going to stand out? You make a game that looks like it cannot be fucking feasible, right? That looks, right. Uh, the attention to detail is like anything else, is like nothing else you've ever seen before. And you do that to stand out and to get those people wishlisting. And then if you do actually have a fucking game, then you release the game and whatever it is. And, and you've stood out from the crowd. You've shown them that vertical slice. If there's kickback, you say, look, all the systems are there, as we promised. That was a vertical slice. So yes, of course it looks fucking polished. AAA devs do it all the time. Just look at Ubisoft, which is what we just fucking said. You know, like there's such an easy way around it. And they can make their millions as being the top of Steam's most wishlisted games chart since its release of the trailer like Jeez. come on you you've got some big bank just waiting for you but they haven't think, fucking done that because the, it doesn't fucking exist because it's either a fraud or it's uh on the way to being fraudulent so it's an interesting one i think jamie made the most important point for me which is it's really easy to look at like triple a uh games and, and uh, developers and, and publishers and to say why don't they just do blah and then you realize, oh, it's because making games is fucking hard. Yeah. And making really good games is hard. And the reason they don't just do the magical game in your brain and make it incredible and perfect and be completely bug free and do it in six months is because it's not fucking possible. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> when someone says it is, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, one last uh, little tidbit with this news before we move on is one of the moderators for the official Discord of this game, uh, who in the past has been like defending it and, you know, just yeah, defending it because he kind of had to, because he's a moderator and kind of taking official word from the developers, etc. 
after this news, he came out and said, at this point, I'm not even sure that this game exists. So, right. Yeah. One, of your, one, of, one of your own moderators kind of comes up with that. So, fellas, the, the, the whole question on this is, where is where's Kojima? He's been eerily silent, fellas. Yeah, we need to start going back and looking for clues. Do it, don't, any, don't any boxes get turned upside down and origins falling out at an early point? Yeah. <laughs> I also got a weird flashback to Peter Molyneux while you were talking through all of that, Chris. The idea of it doesn't matter if it's not exactly what we promised, just release yeah. the fucking doesn't matter if the trees trees don't grow. Release it. <laughs> um shout out the shout out Mr. Molyneux, legend. Game and Street Icon. Yeah, P yeah. Mol doing big moves lately. What has he been doing cans. lately? Actually? <laughs> I th- I think he disappeared off the place at the face of the planet after twenty two cans and uh goddess and what's yeah, in the I- middle of the cube? <laughs> I think he, he nothing. <laughs> so his Wikipedia says he currently works at Twenty Two Cans, um, but I don't yeah, think Twenty Two Cans are doing anything, are they? Like, Goddess is still got left it like abandoned in early access on yeah, Steam no, at least. There's so, no. Okay. I, I think he's anyway, just weird. He's okay, just, hold on, hold on. Because would you rather these people didn't do? Would you rather there was no Peter Molyneux? Would you rather like Fantastic didn't make? crazy trailers like this and add to a little bit of, or would you, I kind of am glad the games industry isn't that, um, you know, well, oh, I th- hey guys, come I, on, I, let's, I, let's I, be serious about what I, we can I brought up Peter Molyneux as a bit of a joke, but Peter Molyneux is at the end of the day, like a legendary uh, game developer yes. who was responsible for some extremely important games. If these guys are straight up scammers, like if investors are getting fleeced as a result of this, then no, I don't think this is something that's necessarily good uh, for the industry. No, ag- agreed. I'm I'm assuming that they are people that had a uh, devs that had a really good idea who maybe couldn't achieve what they well, intended. And you, oh, I could I, oh, I could ask you fellas. the same question about Sean Murray. Like, is it a good thing? That was a that was his name, right? Sean Come Murray. on, is it? But is it? Re- are we really going to do it, this? But Sean Murray and Peter Molyneux both suffered from the same thing, which is they were overexcited. And like, like over, like over enthusiastic about what? Yeah, yeah no, they accidentally overpromised on what they thought they, they could do. They were also, in the case of Sean Murray, they were also misrepresented, well, which is partly on the game, in, which is on the games industry, yeah. which is on the game players okay. and fans so, as well. well I'll, I'll tell you what, Jonesy. Let me let me fill you in on what the latest is with Peter Molyneux, and tell me if you still think that holds <laughs> true. Okay, uh, Molyneux oh, announced in December 2021 that Legacy their new game will incorporate blockchain-based elements, including non-fungible tokens, which will allow players to sell and purchase virtual goods as part of the business simulation gameplay, still without a release date. How does that make you feel? Okay, I'll I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, and I will say if if the NFTs in that game are completely like within the game as a mechanic, so it's just like a, almost like a, a meta thing to say, to take the piss out of NFTs in games, then yeah. I would say, okay, that's quite cool. Jesus if they Christ. are actual NFTs, no, like if if you played like Business Simulator and there's NFTs in the game that are kind of yeah, but that's not weird. good stuff. Someone get the Olympics on the line. We've got some <laughs> gymnastics going on out here. <laughs> but no, no, if if they're straight up NFTs, I'm like, dude, like 2020 wants its like ideas back. This, I think they died. Yeah, They've, yeah, I like, like like look. The thing is, you know, um, being part of Bullfrog Productions, Lion Head Studios, Peter Molyneux, a legend in the game, but he's just shut all over his legacy by just continually to do the wrong thing. Yeah, 22 Cans era Peter Molyneux was a disaster. Like, 
Um, yeah. For, and yeah, I, I agree. So, Mentioning NFTs, go. I saw this the other day. Go back and watch the clip of it. Is it one of the Jimmys? I don't know which Jimmy. Jimmy Fallon, maybe. And I think it's Paris oh, Hilton. And yeah, talking I, that's about resurfaced to me as well. Uh, Oh my, it is one of the cringiest pieces of television I've ever seen in my life. And to think that people were talking about that. Hey, my ape looks like me. It's like, no, it doesn't, you muppet. It's got a hat on. Like, what <laughs> yeah. are you talking about? It looks about? like a badly drawn ape. Like, what, just get over yourself. It looks like someone has slipped you some money out the back and you've gone and talked absolute horse shit about something knowing like there's not a thing. And Peter Molyneux is apparently still pushing it. Yeah. So well, uh, last I heard, Peter Molyneux was involved with uh, a new development company called Fanatic. Uh, Fanaticals. Oh, Fanatic, Fanatic are real. Yeah, Fanatic are an esports Fanatic are real. Fanatec are real. Fantastic and not. Oh, fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, from one fantastic vaporware developer to some fantastic supporters of the super show i of course am talking about our lovely patrons the people that keep us coming back week after week and uh the camera's rolling i am of course talking about aaron cameron athletic gravy brimstone cole k crow's perch davnat coburn ice not rock salt jesper camdal nielsen leo merger mindful pig mr anthropic pastors guild and the big boys brett z aka shellshock doppler Geometric Potter, Hacksaw Book Read, Manuel Guerrero, and the one and only Peaswad. Fellas, you'll never believe this, but they went over to patreon.com forward slash super show and they shared their support. And um don't want to jump the gun here a bit, but there may be something that you two are cooking up. Maybe. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a few irons in the fire. Um mm. we'll see how we go. If this week goes as well as last week, we've got nothing in the, in the fire right now. So don't Jesus, want to speak too yeah. soon. Finding, finding time to sync up with these two guys has been uh, nigh on impossible, actually, hence the delay for this particular podcast. And that all rests at my feet, and I do apologize for that. But, uh, you know, in for, in for a, a dollar, in for a dime. For a dime, in for a dollar? Whatever it is. Um, anyway, I, fellas, it's been... Just over a week since the last time we spoke, and I'd like to know what you've been up to. Before I get into it, though, I'd like to say that I have not been getting into much stuff. Nothing worth talking about, unfortunately. Obviously watched The Last of Us, um, which by the time you listen to this is one episode removed from what is available at the moment. Uh, but it was a good piece of, of television, and I did enjoy it. But I don't really want to get into it. So why don't you guys tell me what you have been watching, playing, doing, um, you know, scrubbing, if you catch my drift. <laughs> Why don't we start with you, Jamie? Yeah. Um, well, okay. Uh, so uh, mostly playing <laughs> for me this past nice. week. Good. Um, Good. Because, you know, while I was complaining about uh, the number of new releases that were hitting thick and fast this time last week, I actually spent most of the time since then indulging in them. Um, one such new release, new releases, of course, Dead Space, um, the remake of the 2008 uh, sci-fi smash hit horror game from Visceral at the time, now remade by Motive, still uh, all published by EA. And yeah. as you've heard just about everywhere else on the internet by this point, it's a very good remake. It's kind of like a nice middle ground remake where it's not 
you know, Resident Evil or Final Fantasy VII degrees of needing to be, you know, scraped off the floor and reassembled, <laughs> but it's not quite The Last of Us Part One levels of this didn't need to happen at all. It's somewhere in between where you're like, I don't even know if this needed to happen, but I'm glad it did. Um, right, yeah. It's scary. It's scarier than the Callisto Protocol was at the end of last year. I can say that with some confidence. Um, but my God, is that loop of, you know, dismembering necromorphs and stomping on them to make more bullets fly out. Uh, still as satisfying as ever, and if and if that's working, you don't need much else, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Oh, I, I want to play it so badly, but I'm not going to because I'm too afraid. Like I know I just won't enjoy it. See, I'm I'm managing, and I've been playing on my own, not in the dark, but on my own with <laughs> headphones on. Because for me, oh, with headphones, headphones on, on as well. Oh yeah, God. yeah. Well, so for me, the thing has always been, and you guys have witnessed this firsthand. If I feel capable, and if by me I mean like if the player character feels capable then I'm fine, usually. It's making me unarmed. It's making me, you know, some yeah, you know, yeah. innocent bystander that has to run away and hide in a locker, like Outlast and Outlast 2 vibes. I can't handle that. Parts of Resident Evil 7, where obviously Jack Baker couldn't die, I couldn't handle that. <laughs> your, your infamous jump scare? Yes, oh, the, which one, you know? like The, the one where you but, hold your heart in your head and you taste the Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that, that, was, that <laughs> was... That particular one. That was, that was, that was, that was the closest I've <laughs> ever come to the edge. You've actually to the edge of glory. <laughs> That's tickled Chris. Well, I think what's interesting, I actually thinking about it now, I think Dead Space marked like when I'd gone, I hadn't long been playing like um, shooters on console versus PC. And one of the issues I had with Dead Space originally was um, trying to nail those like uh, taking limbs off of necromorphs. Mm. And I was, and that really, like, really was got to me in that game because, the, like you're saying, Jamie, when it disarms you in a game, that's a different thing. But I constantly felt like that with Dead Space because I was always running out of ammo, and then it was horrible. Yeah. So I wonder, I wonder yeah. if I had another bash at it now because I've been, you know, now I've been playing mainly consoles for uh, shooting consoles since, since then. Jesus Christ, how long ago that? You might, be, you might be better off. Years ago, something. Yeah. I haven't found ammo. Do you also have a PC, fella? So don't forget that. Hmm. Yeah, but it's uh, it's easier for me gaming on my PlayStation. Now, yeah, so that's fair. I, I tend to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. But Dead nice. Space is really good. Um, I've been playing something else, but might be more better suited um, to chatting about later because it feels like it was just as much a news story as it was a video game in some respects. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fair uh, enough. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. pick it up then. Then yeah. yeah. Um, anything you you've been watching? Um, I w- well, I was talking to you guys earlier because I couldn't remember if we chatted about it before on the podcast, but I have now watched the first three episodes of uh, The Rehearsal, uh, which... Yeah. Uh, t- Nathan, so Chris- Nathan Fielder? Exactly. But Chris, remind me, you only watched the first episode. Did did we chat about it on this show? Because I couldn't remember. So I, I don't know if we've chatted about it on the show or maybe one of our little preambles before we hit record. And if I, if right. I did chat about it, I think probably very minimal because it was only the first episode that I watched. Um, for those who don't know, the rehearsal uh, is a kind of like a reality show by Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You fame, which that that show absolutely tickled me in ways I was re-watching that, some tonight, bro. The, oh, the frozen yogurt one. Oh, God. Like just, just, just honestly, just all of it. The, the, oh, the one where he 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 has to do a magic trick, and if he doesn't do the magic trick in time, his pants get pulled down automatically, and he exposes himself to a group of like eight-year-old children. Like it's just insane. It is insane so, in the cringiest so, way possible. 
And that guy's a fucking <sighs> comedic genius. It's mental. Jonesy, um, Nathan, for you, was um, like, uh, ostensibly, like, you know how there were there are shows where, like, Gordon Ramsay will go to, like, a struggling restaurant or something like that and be like, I'm going to help turn your business up around and help you figure all this stuff out and give you all these business advice because I'm a sage business guy. Nathan, for you, was, like, him doing that for all different kinds of businesses, but actually, you know, he doesn't. And so the one I was just talking to, like, mentioned just then to Chris that I watched earlier, he goes to a frozen yogurt shop and they're really struggling for business and what the manager wants more than anything else is just more traffic. He wants more people to come to the shop. And Nathan pitches the new idea of launching a poo-flavoured frozen yogurt. And they go through with it and they're like, well, how do we define what poo tastes like? And they go to a, one of those places where they actually make flavours by mixing different natural ingredients together and they make a poo flavour and they do like, you know, uh, like a group testing where they like go, people are forced to eat small cups of poo flavoured frozen yogurt. And, um, you guys like some weird shit. Well, well we so do. Yeah, we the, the, rehearsal, the rehearsal is really interesting. It's basically Nathan exploring to what extent you can uh, plan and rehearse uh, for events in your life that haven't happened yet or that you're nervous about. So right. say that like you've got an uncomfortable conversation that you know you have to have, but it's giving you a lot of anxiety. Nathan will step in and go to bizarre extremes, whether it's <laughs> like creating an exact one-to-one replica set of your house and the place you can have the conversation in and hiring actors to play significant people in your life, uh, like the person you're going to have the conversation with and rehearsing it. Uh, over and over and over again, exploring Going through all the possible, different iterations. Yeah. yeah, all possible iterations and outcomes so that you're prepared for whatever happens um, in your life. Um, Do you know what it's, it, it, it sounds? It sounds like it, it sounds like Gen Z humor to me. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not surprised at all if Chris is into that. I don't think it is Gen Z humor. I think when you watch it, I you'll think be like, it is. No, you'd be surprised I, if you watched it. But that's honestly, what I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like it. It it defies categorization in a way it's yeah. gen z for you man yeah, true. can't categorize it anyway yeah yeah uh yeah it's it's, it's been like i think i watched the rehearsal like last year middle of last year the, the first yeah, summer exactly yeah and i, I just you you weren't really into it you didn't get into it i was but it's it's you got to understand that kind of humor it's like it it can be so cringe, dude. Like ridiculously I cringe. Can't, I can't watch cringe. And I literally can't watch cringe as well. See, I, I can, but I got like if I'm watching a, a series about cringe, I gotta kind of roll into it. And I think like too much time went between the first episode and the time that I could watch the second episode that I was like, I don't know if I want right. to do this, you know. It, it is a uh, moment. It, it go it goes to crazy places. Let's just say the episode two involves real babies being switched out for robot babies at uh, at like in like certain intervals and <laughs> like uh mad yeah. and mad a point in episode three where Nathan realizes that like that there's a difference between someone acting like they're having that conversation or acting like they're doing something and actually feeling like they're doing something as you witness in episode one like once the person's there and in the zone yeah. it's different the adrenaline yeah. the emotions so how does so bring, is this is this real people? It's a hundred percent real situation. hundred percent reality. Yeah. So why do they agree to this? Uh, they, they, like, well, what I, I, so I've read it. I read it because I'm obsessed with it now. I read a New Yorker article on the guy from episode one today, and like they are real people, yeah. and they put out like Craigslist ads, being like, "Do you have a problem that you're struggling? TV opportunity, Coral? Do you have a problem right. you're struggling to get off your chest?" And yeah, we, we like can help like you that. kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, and they vet them all right. and they're like, we're going to follow with this guy. Yeah, because they and vet them because they try and find like 
these gullible people that'll go with this fucking bizarre, oh, extreme Chris, kind of thing. I, I won't say the context, but when they're going for that walk and they keep walking past like individuals that all have weirdly like important <laughs> things to say to them, and there's the police, there's police officer with the hostage negotiation going on behind him, and he goes like, "It's days like these that I rue the day the Chinese invented gunpowder." <laughs> And that's uh, oh. <laughs> it so, I know that's so inside baseball. I really apologise, but yeah, it's, oh, it's it, extraordinary. It is mad. Jonesy, jo- give it a shot, man. I'll, gi- I'll give it a shot. It, it it's, a shot. The first episode's like forty minutes. The rest of them are in like a, a half an hour or less, and it is it is a comedy. Like it's not heavy yeah. watching. Yeah, yeah. I find I find it a bit weird because uh, so any so like stage TV, like having worked in TV and having known like how much bullshit it is and how it's hard to get people to actually do what, or people don't act like you think they're going to act. Not mm. to mention the fact that in the UK, my brother, my brother was on one of those prank shows where they was try he? and prank you. Yeah. Oh, he, well, no, he wasn't in the end because oh, he right. said it was so obvious that oh. it was a prank that they, um, that yeah, it was, it didn't work at all. And he said, and he was like, it was so shit. He said it was so obviously a prank that he didn't, he there didn't believe any pranks he's ever seen on prank shows ever. Yeah. It's like, they've oh. got to be bullshit. One of the, so badly done. Was it one of those shows that had no audio that would have played on like those fold down screens that come down on planes in two thousand and eight? No, no, just, it just was for like laughs. a proper TV. Yeah. It was like a proper TV show with oh. uh, Bill Oddie. Do you remember Bill Oddie? Oh yeah, Bill Oddie. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. The, the is he a bird nature guy? Uh, yeah, he was part of it. And the prank was so my brother went for lunch. I'll quit. Okay. So my brother went for lunch. My mum invited my brother for lunch. They went, and then while they were in there they put a nest with a bird in it or eggs in it on my brother's car. And then he came out and they were like, oh, this really rare bird has <laughs> put its nest on your car. And your brother was, get this means- fucking shit off my windscreen. <laughs> well, then you can't take your, you can't move your car because it's really rare. So you have to leave your car here. And they like put cones around his car. And he said almost straight away, he said to the, the person who was talking to him, he said, this is obviously bullshit. And they were like, no, what are you talking about? And he, and he was like, is it normal for people in your line of work and, whatever they are conservationists to be wearing an earpiece <laughs> and they were like uh and apparently they basically came out and said yeah it's obviously would you mind just pretending and he would and my, my brother's not a good actor and he went yeah all right and he's they it was shit which is why it never aired, it left on so the cutting room that, floor yeah it was so obvious that he was just like yeah oh no my car what am i gonna do I love that. And it yeah, made me sad for prank shows forevermore. I'm not saying this is a prank show. This may be completely legit, but you know. It, it, it seems like it, but who knows whether where the lines get blurred, as in the case with your brother. Like, we wouldn't have known. Could have been, they could have. <laughs> oh, you would. <laughs> I think you would have been like, oh, Yeah, but what if him. they got his, like, what if they got a few shots of him when he's, like, confused and then the rest of it was him when he's, or, you know, we're all editors. Oh, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, like you say, the just for last stuff. So they are t- oh, some they of those are so absolutely bad. terrible. It, it's like fucking, it's like those, those Facebook pranks that they fucking do it's just yes. like every single person in the shot is in on it this, this is just a script anytime they've got twenty thousand pounds i'll give you 20 grand if you do this it's not 20 grand here's here's, here's inside but it's not 20 grand it's not yeah. real every time they've got a phone and they're giving away mobile phones for free it's there's no phones in the box yeah. in case you so know. here's a here's a fucking homeless guy i'm gonna give him some some uh, like some food or ask him for some help and then he helps me and i'm gonna give him ten thousand dollars Nope, they didn't. That, that's your buddy. That's your cousin. Shut up. <laughs> so it's your hairy buddy that you like, like got to wear old clothes and you've <laughs> made him lie on the street. <laughs>
he's, he's just come back from Coachella. He's fine. Um, <laughs> what about you, Jonesy? What have you been up to? I've not really done anything of any note this week. I've not. I've I've, pl- I've played a few little things. Like I I played a bit of um, Dark Tide. Uh, I got through oh. the, pro- the prologue of that. Nice. Um, because I, w- I would like at some point in the near future to maybe jump on there and play with you guys um, a bit. But 100%. Just sort of get a oh, bit of a feel. I'm so game. there, buddy. I've got so much time on my hands. I'm I'm winning at life. I've got, I'm managing all my schedules. Uh, I'm good to go. Like, start playing after this. Let's do it. But we'll, we'll find a time where we can, uh, we can hop on and do that. But no, one thing I did do, I finished season three of Mythic Quest. Um, oh, nice. I need to get on Myth- it, man. Mythic yeah. Quest is a show I fucking love like the com the comedy to like uh drama the way that it swings and yeah, goes to those two yeah. things i i think is fantastic and they mm. absolutely nail in some of that show i will say season three doesn't quite i mean it, it is a bit of a letdown compared to like, i think season one and two something's right, fine okay. something's quite good but i think tail end of season three it kind of goes off the boil a bit and it kind of feels like they're trying to reset for season four if that makes sense. Right, I think yeah. They've okay. made, I think they were like, the story's gone places we didn't really want it to go, so let's try and do a bit of a reset. Yeah, 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 fair. At fair. the end of season, like um, earlier on. But I'm, I'm keen for season four, and like I said, I absolutely love some of the surpri- surprising drama that that show gives you when you think it's going to be all stupid humour, and then suddenly they'll pull out like full-on emotional drama. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. I was not expecting ja- Jamie's kind of giving you the, the blank stare. Um, but Jamie, no, if I can if step. I can equate if I can equate it to you, you haven't seen any of the Mythic Quest, have you? No. So I, I know how you feel about sitcoms and stuff, but if I had to kind of equate it to you, and maybe not exactly like it, but it's definitely within that vein. It's kind of like um, like Dave, like almost this. But whereas Dave is like a, a singular person being introspective, and the drama around the comedy yes. in his life, this is more ensemble, and maybe. You know, the, the meat is not full Dave, but it's definitely not the kind of comedy that you really dislike. It's probably like, it's, you know, somewhere, somewhere in the middle. Yeah, I, I wondered if you were going to bring up Dave when, because with what Jonesy was talking about in sort of like the ratio of laughs to sort of like slightly more sentimental elements. And Dave obviously kind of had that refrain where at least one episode, you know, at least one point in each episode in that first season was like, yeah, but here's the here's the real emotional Yeah, here's where punch. she gets real. Yeah. See, the Mythic Quest doesn't do. Mythic Quest will have like two episodes that seem fully funny, and then there'll be a, a nut, and then the next episode will be the same, and then suddenly at some point in it, it will just get super serious, <laughs> and it throws you, and then you're like, oh shit, these are real characters with like real stuff going on, and then the next episode will be a throwback to twenty years before. None of the characters are the same, but it's giving you some backstory, and it's full on drama. Yeah. It's, it's barely any. Dave comedy. does some of that as well, right? Like, oh, okay. I'm thinking about. I forget their names, but is it is it Gator? The one who yeah, has yeah, Gator, does he yeah. Have PTSD also. Oh, yeah, I, can't, I feel no, like a lot of that um, episode was he's bipolar. Bipolar, that was it. A lot of that was flashbacks, right? Is how you get his. Yeah, but they, right, but like you know. the, yeah, so he gets like a, a flashback episode which kind of explains his bipolarism, but then from that episode you kind of obviously understand him a bit more, but it reframes everything that you've known about him. That that's the fucking genius of Dave, man. Dave, Dave's such a fucking quality show. And funnily enough, like um, the other day I had it stuck in my head, like the the end of season two and Dave, where he does the whole um, fucking what's his name, music producer. Um, anyway, and then I it never, goes, well, I never, yeah. 
I never watched season two. Oh, you never watched season two? Oh, I'm not going to spoil it then. I, I binged season one in like two days on iPad. Oh, you, got, you could just do season two, man. It's, it's I know. equally as There's good. There's so much to watch yeah, nowadays. I, I is, know. Is Mythic, is so is Mythic Quest watch. on Apple? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm trying because I think it's in season... I think it's in season one, maybe. But there's there's an episode of Mythic Quest where it goes back to, uh, yeah, sorry, it's, it's season one. It's um, it's called A Dark Quiet Death, and it is yeah. nothing to do with Mythic Quest. It's just the it's almost like the history of the Office where they work, and it is a sh- it's an episode that you could watch as a standalone for anyone who's into like gay like video game design. Video, uh, video game development and it looks at a couple who kind of get together for their love of games and how they grow apart because um one of them like wants to take the money and one of them is all about the creative process yeah and it's yeah. it's actually like kind of harrowing and I'm, i just looked on imdb it's rated 9.4 um out of 10 on imdb nice. and it's it's got um oh who is it it's uh charlie day sorry no charlie day wrote it who's the guy in it it's, uh, it's the guy from new girl fell- yeah from new girl Jake. i can't remember his name Jake Johnson. Oh, Jake Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I know him. I know him. Um, and uh, Kristen Milioti. I can't even say that. Yeah. I'm like reading on thing. But yeah, and I would say you could watch that as a standalone episode and be like, that is, that's a cool fucking episode of something. And then you watch the next episode, you'd be like, what the hell am I watching? This is nothing. <laughs> this is completely different. This yeah. is Rob McElhenney being a Muppet. But again, like, it just what? kind of reframes people's relationships, right? I fucking love shit like that. Yeah. Man. Um, but no, that was it for me. Yeah, not not a else has gone on for me. This nice. Week. All right, well, let, let's move on to our, our last thing that we'll cover now. And we're running out of time, so we're going to kind of go through it. There's only one major thing here, I guess, that's important, which is basically everything announced at Xbox and Bethesda's Developer Direct, which I, I love that they did this. I think it's really cool, uh, especially at the time of year that they did it and kind of saying, hey, this is what you can look forward to. And here's some fucking... Dates and let's hear from the actual developers and what they're doing. So they kicked it off looking at like the Minecraft spin-off Minecraft Legends and its PvP experience. And I mean, fine. I mean, I'm I'm not really that big into Minecraft. I'm sure it's going to have a, a massive audience, but I still look at this game and I still don't know what it is. To be perfectly honest with you, yeah, I felt like they got a bit too not necessarily in the weeds. Like it wasn't hard to pass, but like Chris said, I felt like. I, we could have done with a slightly more introductory or slightly smoother on-ramp into the world of Minecraft Legends. Because, you <laughs> yeah, know, like, I can see what it looks like. I can see what it's drawing from, but yeah. Yeah, like, legitimately, I, I do, do not know. Like, every time I thought I knew what this game was, it's like, oh, yeah, but then you can, like, just send the pigs to attack them around the back. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what's going on. Dun- Maybe that's just me being a fucking boomer. I don't fucking know. Dungeons has thrown me a bit as well because I was Dungeons was not quite what I was expecting from that, so I'm kind of expecting to be as surprised as I am. Right, but but with Dungeons, <laughs> Jonesy was like, "Hey, here's Dungeons. It's basically Minecraft's take on Diablo." And you're like, "Okay, I get that." Right, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, what, like, true, it, yeah. And, and yeah. Minecraft Legends is like their take on like an MMO ish, but I don't really get it. Well, it's like it's got elements of third person action. But it's also yeah. got elements of like, you know, the kind of the resource gathering and the crafting and the building you'd expect from Minecraft. It's got RTS elements where it seems like you're spawning units and kind of commanding them in battle, but also fighting alongside them and kind of like, you know, that those kind of hybrid RTS third person action adventure yeah. game sort of experiences. But then there's also elements of like um like uh, you know, <clears throat> almost like def- like defense style games where like, you know, 
and like like they like they said it focus on the PvP, so like different people taking different roles within like is I I, I yeah. There's a, there was a lot going like on. I, I'm glad I'm not the only one who yeah. doesn't understand it, Jamie. Because <laughs> you're making me well, feel you better oh, about I, myself. I think I think it's hard to understand. I, I genuinely think that it looks like a completely different game. That they were like, let's make this Minecraft, and because it looks like it has yeah. nothing to do with Minecraft. Like, what, what, what's PVE in that? Like, what's the single player experience in in Minecraft Legends? <sighs> no Build, building your yeah. base. Maybe. Can you dis- can you disconnect it? Do you have to opt into PVP? Like I don't know, survival yeah. like uh, like grounded. I don't know. <laughs> this is the this is the problem for me. But hey, I'm sure people that are really into Minecraft, they do know, and they're going to be happy to know that it's out on the 18th of April. Uh, PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and S, and of course, free on Games Pass. Um, and then they moved on to something that I'm I'm always passionate about: Forza, Forza Motorsport. Uh, just kind of showing off all the usual things. We've mentioned this before on the podcast, Jamie, but like every time there's a new car game, it's like the most advanced car game, whether it's like Gran Turismo or um, Forza Motorsport, or if it's mm. even like Horizon for the sure. arcade slant. But it's always kind of like the highest fidelity, the most expanded roster, this, that, the other. And it's like, yeah, because like that's what it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it feels weird and. Like now that we're getting to a bit of a point of diminishing returns, like there was a point through, especially the early era of polygonal graphics moving into PlayStation Two and then the HD era, where like cars were a really good, like, hey, you know what this looks like, you know you want it to go fast, you can see the wheels slowly becoming <laughs> rounder and rounder until they don't have fucking jagged edges anymore. <laughs> but we crossed that line like a couple of years ago, where now cars have looked really good for a while, and um, and I'm excited to see you know, turn 10 slowly starting to tease their way. They're trying to eke out a bit more. Look how nice this car looks. Um, yeah. And it, all that stuff did look really nice. And I'm sure that we're going to take advantage of the Series X and some really cool ways and some of the the ideas they've got around um, ray tracing and how that's going to tie into the, the dynamic sort of time of day stuff that they're doing. Like, it's going to be yeah. really cool. Some of the things they talked about. Damage models looks great. But if I can sort of get to my... I, not, not to be a negative Nancy, but get to my issue. It's kind of a Minecraft Legends situation, which is that <laughs> I'm not the kind of car nut who can look at cars looking pretty and say, well, that's a day one purchase. Like, what am I doing? You've created a sub-series of this game that is so much better in my, for, <laughs> for my tastes for yeah. motorsport because it's got story elements and it's got a massive range of activities and I'm doing crazy stunts and I'm, I'm fucking, you know... Spinning the wheel to you know unlock new Hitting cars, and, and literally, and it's yeah. like you're going to need to really wow me if you just want me to get excited about a Ford GT looking shiny again. Like, what are we doing Mate, here? You know, you, you know what they're going to bring in you know, the car randomly break down, and you'll have to sit on the side of the road for real time three hours waiting for the air. Yeah, waiting for the air. That's that's the future. It's a feature. It's a feature. You'll turn the game. You'll turn the uh, the box off. You'll turn it back on. You'll still be sat there waiting for the AA, and you've got to wait that real time. It is one of these like, things where it just kind yeah. of feels like they, they need to go through the motions because you always need to have a good racing game on your console that is the most up-to-date. Yes. Right? And, sure. and it's Best like, looking, yeah, and, all and, of the latest cars. And for Xbox, that's Forza Motorsport. And for PlayStation, that's Gran Turismo. And they just like, each console generation needs to have it. It's just, 
written and go roll. to your one friend out of 30 who actually buys them and sits there and has the room. Ah, but no, Jonesy, like, now everyone will have it because it'll be on Game Pass. So why not? Yeah, also, Jonesy, did one you know? friend in 30 will actually play it. They're going back to Kyle Army, a, a uh, storied South African racetrack. So that makes me very happy. Got a nice little highlight there. So it, presumably as you're going there, you will get uh, danger of being hijacked. So if they add that in, <laughs> fucking day that. one purchase, that would be amazing. Yeah. See, the thing is, games are getting, it always makes me, sort of strikes me as funny when games, certain games get like closer and closer to being like as realistic as possible. It's going to get to the day where it's indistinguishable from your real life because it's so like, it takes you literally 10 years to get a new car in Forza Motorsport because <laughs> they're like, no, no, you have to wait and save yeah, up. You have to earn it. Ford Fiesta, move on to the, the Renault Clio and you're like, and then they introduce, take it? they introduce career mode, but career mode is actually, no, you need to go out, start a job so that you can afford this next car. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you actually Honestly. have to do the job and work and you have to type. Yeah. Mm, this is my job. And now. the whole game is going to be called Third Life because it'll be the sequel to Second Life. Um, uh, anyway, I that's- guarantee you someone on the Gran Turismo team has pitched that as a, as a concept. They've already made us get all our licenses and and, <laughs> and, and, and you fail your imagine that. Imagine you fail your driving test and you're playing Forza Motorsport. It's like, how are you liking the game? Like, man, I failed my fucking driving <laughs> test ten times. I can't I can't play yet. Gatekeeper. And you've got to wait. Well, Jonesy, to redo um it. Gran Turismo Sport made you sign a um like a digital gentleman's agreement kind of document. Yeah. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah, just basically, yeah, like a fair play kind of thing. Saying like, you're not going to be a douche in the game. It's like, okay. And then and then every clip I see of like, this is what they, they do, they go to all this lengths to make like racing games, you know, incredible and realistic and all the cars look amazing. And then every bloody clip I see from like Forza Horizon is just people getting really shit cars that are insanely fast and they race them down that one road and just overtake people like after they've waited three minutes for them to start the race and then they take off at 400 miles an hour and you're like, <laughs> why do they bother? Yeah. Why do they really bother? <laughs> Well, anyway, uh, we can find out for ourselves uh, in the first half of 2023. Uh, well, sorry, it was first expected in the first half of 2023, but now it looks like it's going to arrive in Q3, maybe Q4. Who knows with these people? I mean, uh, Microsoft Studios have been known to push stuff out. But one thing that was a lovely surprise was when Tango Gameworks announced Hi-Fi Rush, a uh, rhythm action game that gave loads of vibes of Jet Set Radio. Um, and it, in a nice, pleasant surprise, it was shadow dropped for that very night. Um, and I, I obviously everyone loves that, but more so it's a game that really fucking stands out. It's a game that looks really incredibly fun. And I know speaking to Jamie, it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm downloading it tonight and I'm going to try it out, um, which I believe you did. Um, I love shit like that. And it's, I'm so glad that it is doing well. And not only that, apparently it has... Um, smashed the kind of myth that games on Game Pass don't make any money mm. because it's obviously available on other platforms as well and it's selling pretty pretty good, which, surprise, surprise, get people enough people happy about it and talking about it that other people feel, hey, maybe I should try it out, and then they will. Yeah. So there you go. What do you think, yeah, Jamie? Like so, you, so this was the other thing that you you played. What what was your take? Yeah, I'm 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 really digging it. Like I've played a, so I've only played a handful of hours because obviously I spent the weekend bouncing between this and Dead Space, which is fun because you couldn't ask for two more <laughs> different games if you tried. Yeah. 
Um, it, it's you know what, like it's 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 everything it says on the tin. Like it's it's everything you want it to feel like and play like when you're watching it. That combat is really satisfying. They've found a way to kind of match it to the rhythm. They've got this system where I believe no matter when you uh, input an attack, it always hits on the beat. So if you want to follow up your attack and stay on the beat, you kind of it's got the system of like roughly just try and press your next attack when your last one landed. And that sounds like it might be a bit fidgety in the moment, but it, but it's not. And the whole world moves to the beat. Um, mm. it, the presentation is just fucking insane. Not just like in terms of the the wildness, the zaniness, the colors, but also just it's so impressive. Like it really feels like a labor of love. And the fact that they worked on something like this for so long in secret and managed to make it till like basically 24 hours before the show, before there was even an inkling, an idea that something <laughs> like this might be happening. Yeah, no leaks and or anything. Sh- right. And then Shadow dropped it. And then, and then for it to actually also be good, like, like, and and uh, I, some, I, I, it's too early to say whether it's a game of the year contender. I know some, you know, real Xbox heavy people have already gone <laughs> in on that because, well, they're they're an excitable bunch. It's been a tough year for them. I get it. Um, I'm, te- I'm teasing. Um, but like, it's like it's great. Like it's it's just it's 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 a real like earnest, fun, lively, colorful, you know, it, like vibrant action game and the way they like i said the way they integrate some of those rhythm mechanics really makes sense the soundtrack's great they've got licensed tracks from uh bands like uh black keys nine inch nails the prodigy chris you you i'm right in thinking you're you're a fellow invaders must die uh, fan big time there's there's a there's a scene where like the protagonist who's called chai it's like you know um like crashes through a window and realizes he's basically in like a cafeteria filled with all the robots for and i will say at this point he's basically had his mp3 player put into his power cell like tony stark style which has made him marked as a defect so everyone on this campus which is run by an evil you know mega corporation (laughs) that creates robots and robotic adjacent stuff is trying to destroy him and you hear that you hear that dun 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 at the at the start at the start of Invaders Must Die, and you realize, oh shit, that's what they're gonna do. And it's like you know that Invaders Must Die, and then the beat yeah. drops the second you get control. And it's like, and uh, the, everything in the environment. So anything that moves in the environment moves to the beat of the song that's playing. So yeah. everything and even enemies attack to the beat of the song that's playing. So enemies are attacking to the beat. You're attacking to the beat. The environment's moving to the beat. <sighs> it sounds so it's the cool, fuck, man. It's the fucking prodigy. It does sound really and cool. And it's like, it does, it does all come together to make a really unique experience that I enjoyed way more than, for example, that, you know, that uh, Doom inspired FPS last year that had a similar. Oh, um, yes. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't click with that. And with this, it was like, the second I moved the left analog stick and I realized the protagonist's feet, Chai's feet, always land on the floor to the beat of whatever's playing, I was like, they're onto something here. And it's, <laughs> yeah. and like, it's on, like, it's shadow dropped on Game Pass. Like, we can immediately get excited about something and then play it two hours later. It was just the fucking dream. Like, that I, night, I was, I was so excited. I was thinking about this. Like, when they announced it, I was thinking, how cool would it be? Because you, you can watch this stuff on your Xbox, right? And I was thinking, how cool would it be if, I don't think we're there yet, but how cool would it be if you're watching something on your console, like let's say if you're on PS5, you're watching like a PlayStation 5 Direct or whatever. And if they shadow drop something, as you're watching it, a little notification pops up like, hey, press the Xbox button or press the PlayStation button to download it now. Like that would be so fucking cool. 
Do you know what? If the band U2 hadn't ruined um, downloading <laughs> things to devices without your permission, that would have been cool. Because if they'd said like, hey, just so you know, we've been secretly downloading Hi-Fi Rush for you, and if you want to play it, here it is. You can I mean, it's now. not, it's not out of the realm of possibility, right? It. Like, if, if, you, if you shadow download, or upload in this case, um, so if you're, if you're Microsoft and you shadow upload the first, like, tutorial level to everyone's Xbox, uh, you know, making sure that they've got enough space and they will have enough space after that install of the, like, quote-unquote demo, and then it will be a, a question of, like, if you play it and then it's like, oh, yeah, I want more of this. And it just keeps on downloading the next stage and the next stage and the next stage until it gets to a semblance that, of like, a fun idea, yeah. okay, this guy really wants to play the fucking game. And then it's like, oh, we'll just download the rest of it. I, I like That'd that That would be idea. sick, man. That would be really cool. Yeah. But yeah. I, just, yeah. I just want to put a cap on it by also just saying that like, you know, January's just ending and I legitimately think between uh, Hi-Fi Rush and Dead Space... I've already had two games that I would be proud and happy to put on my end of year top ten in like eleven months time. Like yeah, I, you know, incredible, it's, it's really man. cool that that's what you know we were jamming out to this weekend. Forspoken <laughs> who? Square Enix who? <laughs> I've seen some interesting. I have seen some interesting tweets about Forspoken. As far you know, in this last yeah. week, it's been interesting. People have sort of actually giving a lot more love to that game than uh, I've seen. On if, reviews. If, if nothing else had come out, I probably would have caved on Forspoken. But it just seems so such like a hard sell with everything mm. else that's going on. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So uh, on the Xbox thing, next up was Elder, uh, Elder Scroll Online's next ex- next expansion, Necrom, uh, which had leaked, but which is a little bit unfortunate. But whatever, you get a new class called the Arcanist, and it's uh, set in the eastern part of Morrowind. Morrowind, obviously, my favorite area in the Elder Scrolls. Not that you guys care. Um, and that is out. June twentieth, twenty twenty three. If I were into MMOs, I think this this is a really tempting kind of fucking thing for me. Uh, but I'm mm-hmm. not. So who gives a shit? <laughs> and then they capped off the the show with Arcane Austin's Redfall to close out the show. Which um, it's you know it, it should have been out already. It's been a long time coming, but it is now coming out on the second of May, and. Uh, I want to get your guys' take on this before I, before I say anything. Like, wh- what did what did you think of Redfall? What it is the presentation? Because they went into some like nice depth of like o- almost like the opposite of how they started the show with Minecraft Legends and like what it is. And Redfall did a fairly good job of saying like this is what it is, this is what you'll be doing, and this is why it matters, kind of thing. But yeah, what, what was your guys' take? I didn't actually see this on the show. I've, 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 before the stuff they've released of Redfall before, I started off being completely uninterested. Yeah. And then as it sort of went on, I thought, okay, this actually looks like it could be quite a bit of fun, especially to hop in and play with some friends. Um, and I think I'm still in the same place with Redfall. Like it's, yeah, it's something that looks fun. I might hop into it, but it's not, it's nothing that I'm sort of like waiting with bated breath for. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Jamie? Yeah. Kind of in a similar boat. Like I'm still hopeful. It still seems like it's something that's going to be fun to, uh, jump in as like especially for a co-op session um great game to ha- add to the uh you know the game pass library um hashtag not sponsored but um <laughs> it, yet <laughs> it, it, it was a little bit like because they, they, like you're, you're right chris it was a big chunk of gameplay and there was a lot of explanation as to what was going on and what you're going to be doing and it, it it feels like it's sort of like 
it's becoming a little bit more transparent about what it is as far as a, like a genre and like comparable games. Like, hey, this is probably more of a Far Cry like than a I don't even know like a than a Destiny like, for example. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there is still an element for me where my excitement for Redfall like over the last year or so has largely been like, okay, it's Arcane Austin. They've got chops. I want um, even if they're pulling back a little bit on the immersive sim elements, it still looks good. Um, and I'm excited to see what happens. And I'm waiting for that moment to happen where I get excited more based on the credentials of the game itself and what I'm seeing, rather than just how good the game should be in theory. And right, for yeah. some reason, this gameplay like preview didn't swing the pendulum that way. Nothing about like the uh, the like the fights I was seeing and the gunplay I was seeing, or the variety of weaponry and mechanics and abilities that the uh, the player characters used really made me go like, oh, wow, this looks like something special. It just looks like something I'm probably going to play. Yeah. Which, yeah, you know, in sort of a I, I think shrug maybe of the shoulder start. Yeah, I think that's maybe the the kind of the other side of the whole Game Pass thing, right? Where if it's if it's served you on a platter, sometimes it's not it's not as easy to get excited about. I think people are excited about... Um, uh, fucking what's it called hi-fi rush because it's something different that looks different that plays different that kind of is setting that unique thing whereas with redfall it's like you know what kind of game that is in a way um even though it's taking different parts from different kind of things but it, it's very much a known quantity whereas hi-fi rush is like oh that that seems weird i, I think i want to try that out whereas with redfall it's like well it's obviously got high polish it's got a high pedigree so yeah it's going to be given to me so i'll play it I think for me, when I saw their presentation, I warmed up to Redfall a hell of a lot more than I did. But then again, I think prior to what they showed off, I was maybe the one coolest on what they were mm. trying to achieve. I was very non-fussed about it. But actually, yeah, it look, looks pretty cool. Like, looks like it could sink into it a lot more than just the obligatory one session with the boys, you know? Um, but hey, I, I suppose it, energy energy wise, I would say for me, Redfall feels kind of akin to Back for Blood. Like that's my yeah. energy toward it. It's like great point. I'm, yeah, I'm kind. I'm into it. I want to. I want to get it. It's gone Game Pass. I'll be like saying to you, "Hey, let's do it." And I reckon we'll probably hop into a couple of sessions. But that's how my where my energy is at with it. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe we should. Maybe that's uh, unfair. Maybe it's too early to say that. But you know. Maybe on May 2nd, uh, we should all get together and stream it on Super Show, maybe. I mean, I've heard crazier ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, uh, that was the uh, game part, the Xbox uh, and Bethesda Developer Direct. Obviously, they're going to do one for Starfield closer to, <laughs> apparently, Starfield's release. But who the fuck knows what's happening with that? Um, we'll find out soon enough, I guess. Uh, and I guess this is also... Microsoft's way of saying, all right, Sony, ball's in your court now. Show us what you got because it doesn't look like there's a whole lot on Sony's roster. Uh, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> hoping there's something soon. Did you guys see they've started doing these sort of weird live-action adverts that do include sort of teases of Spider-Man 2 and something that some people think might be something Uncharted-related just because it vaguely involves something 
you know, yeah, someone but then, blowing dust but off. But then Naughty Dog came out and saying, now actually we're done no with more. Rocks. We're done yeah, with yeah. Um, Uncharted. So who <laughs> so knows? That was, that, was, that was weird, man, the way they said, I don't know, I was not expecting that. You know what that was? That was, you know that one friend in your group who's like, oh yeah, I've got a girlfriend now? And you're like, okay. <laughs> it was yeah. weirdly, yeah, it was like that. Um, we're not interested in that anymore. Because yeah. uh, then in the same, it was at the same article, they were like, oh, with um, uh, we would make, uh, there's no plans to make a Last of Us Part 3, but if we could tell a similar sort of story and, and you know, we could, it was, the messaging was right, we would do it. But no, we're not going anywhere near a Nathan Drake ever again. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Well, wow. But it's, it's interesting enough. that you phrase that because, uh, again, for my, my take and my feeling coming away from Uncharted 4 was like, yeah, you do never have to come back to Nathan Drake again. That was the point of Uncharted 4. Yeah. And maybe if a reboot is the, you know, the way to go, maybe it doesn't need to be Naughty Dog. Like maybe someone else gets a yeah. shot. I don't know. And if that's it, what Neil's like, getting at, then cool. But if not, then that's a bummer. I, I don't know. It felt, it felt like he was saying if the story was right and the, uh, and, the, and the messaging was on was good, then yeah, Last of Us Part 3, for sure we would. And then it was like, and then I, I don't know, I was expecting the same kind of thing with, um, with Uncharted. It's like, oh, well, if the energy was right and the story was right, then yeah, why would we not revisit that? But it was almost like, no, we're never going back there again. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah, all right, mate. Calm yeah. down. Sorry, I've had, uh, f- Fellas, I, I just want you to know, um, I've had sex. Um, wow. Neil <laughs> yeah. Drummond fucks. <laughs> Neil fucks. But, but he doesn't right? fuck with Nathan Drake anymore, apparently. No. no but, uh, hey, guys, you're forgetting. He's directed an episode of an HBO television show. Oh. So um, he, oh. only ha- he only deals in prestige IPs now. Yeah, uh, an, an HBO television show which has been confirmed to be getting a season two. I mean, in, in yeah. news that will shock absolutely no one. Uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Bring on Ronda Rousey, right, Jesse? <laughs> she, she's she, it's just funny is that i saw it i saw some uh short about uh was it women competing in the what's the what's the, the thing they do the like the gym fit thing where it's like crossfit ex, crossfit yeah cro- crossfit crossfit they had some crossfit uh women doing like lifting heavy shit and whatever and they all i was like she would be great in that role she would be great in that role physically they would be great yeah but can they jobs, act yeah and I think as for unfortunately for Ronda Rousey, this is that is uh, the, the the same issue, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Oh, have to wait. Until I'm, I'm kind of worried about this, but this girl that they're gonna put apparently they've cast them for it. I'm, I, they need to get her on the fucking trembolone before she can uh, Anavar and the test <laughs> before she can uh, take on the. Yeah, role. just 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 get a contract She's with looking the, a bit skinny. The, yeah, just get a contract with the Liver King, right? Oh, yeah. Get on the Liver King's diet. Speak to the Rock. Get on Liver King. Uh, get on. You know. Speak to Hugh Jackman, who's never taken yeah. anything in his maybe, life. But maybe it, Zac Efron could uh, could spare an hour for a consultation. <laughs> yeah, she needs a square jaw. So you know, so good. I said, I said, just just cast Zac Efron. Why not? <laughs> just yeah. get. Do you know what? If so, Zac yeah. Efron's going to play Abby, Why he not? needs to fall over and sustain an injury now so that his face looks right in three years when they start filming. <laughs> yeah. Also, that sex scene would be weird with oh. Zac Efron. Is that, like, you know... Zac, e- so, Zac Efron fucking Neil Druckmann, am I right? Uh, Do you remember that conspiracy theory? Yeah. No. Like, the, the, the character... There's a character in... I can't even remember. There's a character in like Abby's posse that looks a bit like Neil Druckmann because he's got like long hair that he ties right. up. Yeah, he, and he, was, he like was the weird... one who spat on on uh, Joel, 
at the, yeah. end, oh. at the beginning. There was like a the theory that like Neil Druckmann had like uh. w- w- around the same time lots of misinformation about the game and like <laughs> transsexuality and stuff like that it's was spreading. So but like Neil Druckmann had like cast himself in the game so that he could fuck someone or like sorry, I don't even remember. Wow. Conspiracy. People have too much time on their hands. Uh, yeah, Ruckman big time. But it also again. it yeah, Doctor Uh but it also kind of poo poos my idea that um season one or, or rather Last of Us right. Part One will be extended to two seasons because they have said that season two uh, did they say officially that it's gonna be part two? I think no, I, I think Neil so. Druckmann put out a tweet that heavily implied it. Like he Oh no, it was um, it was that the story of part one will be concluded in season in season one. I think that's what it was. Which obviously Because I I, yeah, I tried another to another web saying yeah. Yeah. I don't and, know though, because I so like I tried to read into it because I tried to fit, see, yeah, like exactly this. What is is season two gonna be part two then? I still think that they're gonna and I know you guys disagree, but I think they're gonna slide in some uh uh, new story stuff into another maybe i, I still think so, it's going to be two yeah seasons I, I think i'm coming around to it Jonesy, because you know if if this does if this does well enough then it kind of gives them the opportunity to be able to do that and it obviously has done well enough so i, I can see the door opening for them to think that way do i think that they should do it no i know I jamie don't, I don't thinks think that they, that is not going to happen but well, I, I, I think they, the, they've been I think the possibilities there They've been on the record about not having no desire to Game of Thrones this by trying to make it up as they go along. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't think they're going to take that many creative liberties. Like, they, I think the story's there. They know how these, like, you're not going to yeah. risk it by making a season two that's about something else entirely. Also, the, the, the tweet that I saw, it's very much open to interpretation, but Neil Druckmann quote tweeted uh, The Last of Us HBO's account saying, oh, we're returning for another season, season two. And his tweet was, Part two, like uh, uh, in Roman numerals, and then an arrow to HBO. Part two, up to this point, being the way that obviously the second game has been okay. referred yeah. to. I, I I know what you mean about the um, not creating new story and like Game of Thrones. And I absolutely agree with you with that. I, I suppose my thinking was more like I could see them doing like a padding season where nothing really happens to Joel and Ellie. But, but why risk it? around them. As Chris said, like purely to extend it out because it's making money. Yeah, but it's if, it's a, well if it's a pure padding season, then you, you're just cutting off your momentum, right? No, it depends. Not if you, you could have some real story stuff happen, just it would have to happen to other people. Like it would have to happen to some side characters that we've not met yet. And we get some, like, um, we get more of the world being filled out and we get some more interesting stuff happening where you know nothing's really going to happen to Joel and Ellie because their stories mm-hmm. are already set. Yeah. But you know, I, I can I can appreciate that maybe that's unlikely, but yeah. I don't know. At the same time, it seems surprising to me if your series is absolutely killing it and your viewing numbers are that good, and you're like, "No, man, season two, this is happening," and it's like, "Oh, wow, okay, one, two, you're done." But actually, we said we said part two could be split into two seasons, so you know, three seasons as prestige TV. Uh, yeah, why yeah. Not? Also, like yeah, maybe guess, a- yeah. HBO. One of my favorite HBO shows of the last couple of years was was one and was one and done, and it was critically acclaimed, yeah. and that was Watchmen. Yeah, yeah. And, and you're right. That is that is a better way to do it rather than you know what's, what's the one the zombie one. Oh, the, fucking the Walking, Walking Dead. Dead with like fifty different spin Yeah, they didn't know oh. how to end it. And it's just like net exactly. It's, it's literally become what it's called. It's the Walking Dead. <laughs> like it just won't fucking die. They should have just like got rid of it years ago, but. 
Anyway, yeah. things that things that probably should have gotten rid of years ago. That's us, fellas, and we're done with another podcast. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank you uh, if you are listening to us on a podcasting platform of your choice. And thank you if you're watching us on YouTube uh, or listening to us on Paisley Radio. We appreciate each and every single one of your ear canals and uh, the stirrups and the anvils and the wax. So, uh, hey, check back with us next time for more uh, Super Show goodness. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya.